0: And welcome to Objects in this Rearview, the podcast where men discuss the paths our lives take and what we hope to see on the road ahead. I am your host, Travis Montes. In this episode, I interview one of my dearest friends, Barron Wright. Barron is a supportive arts and personal development coach. He founded his company, Barron Arts, to create a welcoming space for people of all walks of life to feel seen, live in their possibility, and inspire others to do the same. Barron is also an award-winning, multi artist and motivational speaker. In fact, I met Barron in the late 90s early 2000s when we were both in the poetry scene in new york city he was a breathtaking groundbreaking phenomenal artist then and he's a breathtaking groundbreaking phenomenal man now in this interview we talk about those days as young black and gay artists we also talk about what art and creativity mean to us now i always love speaking to baron and i hope you enjoy this conversation as much as i did this is objects in this rearview
1: Compare. Hello, thank you. <laughs>
0: um, thank you for doing this. And you know I love you. You're one of the coolest people I've ever met. I think you have one of the coolest jobs I've ever heard of. And so I sort of want to start there with you and talk about Baron Arts, Inc. and the work you do
1: now. Awesome. Back to you. You are one of my favorite people on the planet. Just want to put that out in the beginning. And so I'm honored to be here, honored to share in this podcast. At Baron Arts, we do life coaching as well as um, life coaching. We also do a couple of programming for creative people because that's people I love to be around specifically (laughs) but it's really about supporting people and getting the ideas out of their head and out into the world and so it's really about a support system a really like accountability system and also I think what's important with my take on is that a lot of times you can we can walk through life um, like a checkoff list mm-hmm. and my well, my clients I sort of work with them and actually being in the experience of it and finding the joy and what it is to to create the things you want to create mm-hmm. in your life and and that and that whatever you want to create is authentic to you it's what you really want to do based on your own principles and stuff like that yeah. so that's what we do there Great. I want to sort of distinguish because,
0: you know, I've experienced life coaching. I've been a life coach. And what sort of differentiates your work and what I love about it is the, the focus on creativity and art. You know, from the outside looking in as like why I think it's the coolest job is you basically like travel the world, helping people connect with their creativity, whether they're a professional artist or someone who just wants to think about their job differently or someone just taking on a hobby. And sometimes that takes place in a natural whirlpool in Iceland, right? And so, tell us all about it. Yes. So,
1: so then, thank you. But uh, I, now my job feels like it's. If, <laughs> if I it's mean, that's long... what it looks like. did I do I have it wrong? Is that not? No, like... no he, you are cor- you are correct. <laughs> I just even in my own like every day I seem to over like overlook the work that I get to do with people. A part of the. The business is around travel and creating these very beautiful, unique experiences where people either, either it's like either it's Iceland or we're going to Thailand, where we're giving back to the places where we travel, but also giving back to ourselves. So, a way to look at specifically specific look like traveling in a very unique way, and. How I sort of define creatives or creative people is people who just have like a creative idea, creative mind, and that can be for anybody from your like pro, your computer programmer to someone who's performing on stage, and it's really about using those. Because I'm a you know I'm an artist myself, and so it's using what I've learned and the tools that I've used in my life to support other people in theirs, and, and expanding their creativity. Right, thinking beyond what's possible for them to actually achieve what they want to achieve
0: why do you think people life coaching is such a huge business yes and a lot of it is around that central idea right creating the life that you want rethinking the life that you want why do you think people struggle with that so much
1: i think people struggle with with that a lot it's because it's easier to be told what to do and follow a, a particular plan and i think what happens is that people are following a particular plan and unsatisfied because it is not their plan. Someone told them or some society or whatever said, this is what you should do. This is how you should live your life. And so they said, okay, I'll do that. And and find absolutely no satisfaction in it until it's like, well, what do I really want? Which questions I really ask the people I work with, like, what do you really, really want? <laughs> Okay, that's what you really want. Let's move. Let's start looking at that as a source, right? To to, to, to start living in a life that you feel fulfilled in.
0: Do you find in your work that people even have a hard time thinking of themselves as creators? Yes. Right? Because um, I, w- I was thinking about, you know, as kids, we create all the time. We play, self soothe, to entertain ourselves for different reasons. And then at some point, that play gets. Thought of as a waste of time um and then you know i'm 44 now and i feel like a lot of my friends at this point in our lives that's the aspect of our lives that's missing most is that like creative play piece right Mm -hmm. um and so that's why i love again about what you do is like it it interrupts that before you realize
1: (laughs) necessarily that it's missing i I think at a certain point i I (laughs) sort when you start really adulting (laughs) what do you call it when you really start adulting people think that the value is all in the product and I sort of say yes there's value in like the actual product but there's also value in your daydreaming to get you to that product and people like oh <laughs> and so they start daydreaming more like and start appreciating that creative process rather than just what shows up because what shows up is like it shows up and then there's something a new goal that you're going that you're going for like you okay I want to get a new house which I did work with a client she got the new house okay what's next
0: and what made you like how did how did Baron Arts even come to be like what were you doing when you decided this was it baby Uh, (laughs) how did it so because you like not only made up a job like you made up the business right like it's like this didn't exist before people weren't doing this no
1: they didn't how I sort of like I wanted I follow my own sort of um, my own sort of lessons right what do I want right I like I like the process of creativity and I like working with creative people. Like even when I was, I, I say was, like it's like it can't still happen. But when I was creating like music and and, and performing, it was always a collaborative experience. And I, and I love that part about it. And I also and I also love the creative process. Like first thinking about what the song is going to be, who's going to be on the song, how the how how it will be performed, right? And and I also love coaching. How I got into coaching, I, I was working first I enrolled in this company called Momentum Education did the whole program came back and started supporting other people going through the program enrolled me in Momentum <laughs> Education <laughs> and then enrolled you right and I like helping, supporting people. Yeah, and uh, and I and I think I got good at it. So, in creating Baron Arts, it was like the the melding of the two—the creative and the support. So mm-hmm. that's how the, that's how um, Baron Arts came into be
0: And I guess I sort of want to talk about like you know this was this is your first foray into entrepreneurship really oh my gosh and like what did you have like who did you have to turn yourself into to like do that right because i feel like (laughs) i'm from the generation that like if you're an artist you better be an artist with a safe day job and that's kind of like the path i chose for myself um which i love and wouldn't knock but like you're like i
1: i did a thing I did a thing, and it's scary. <laughs> this is this is true, honesty. I did a thing, and it and it terrifies me on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. However, not not look. Every, every other every other week i'm like i can go back to 9 to 5 if i want to let me figure this thing out but then when i get off the call with a client and and they've made like a major i'm going to get emotional when they made like a major step in their life i'm like Let me let me just hold on. Let me just hold because look, entrepreneurship is very new to me, and so I'm finding my way. And I and so when I'm I know that I'm I'm in the work that I'm supposed to be doing. It's just like learning. (laughs) <laughs> being on the edge
0: day by day by day I know a couple of people that you took to Iceland and I don't know what you did with them there but they came back creative and like floating and like years later still like leading creativity first which is like an, a testament to like you as a as like whatever you offered and none of them will say what happened they're just like it's an amazing experience
1: and do that shit y- yes and I, I <laughs> <laughs> like, and and say that's the yes. message and that's yes. the message well, it's it's the experience. I, I think working with me, I think what people would say that, is that um, I allow them to be themselves, and and in that is really starting with who you are, and then what and what do you want to create. So, that, like if we're, going, if, we're, if we're going to Iceland or Thailand or anywhere in the, in the planet, and we're working together, it's really starting that place. Like, what do you really want? And and like being comfortable with who you are, being very authentic. I want to sort of shift gears a little bit and talk about.
0: And that's sort of like a perfect segue to talk about what creativity and art have meant in your life. You mentioned music. You mentioned that you're an artist. Tell me how when you realized you were an artist and where that started for you. Where did your creativity start for you? Oh, my gosh. So
1: I'm like way back when. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I think for me, it started because like I have siblings, I think. So I was raised by my grandmother and I have siblings and and the whole thing. But I raised my grandmother like um, in Newark, New Jersey. In Newark New Jersey and I was raised somewhat like an only child so creativity was like finding my friends in my imagination like I I was alone a lot even though my cousins would come over and bother me but I was alone alone when when they weren't there and it was more or less my imagination went wild I wasn't always in like I was in my room but wasn't always in my room Mm -hmm. because I was in some other some other place so that's when I first began to create and then in school school was tough but in like in high school I was I, I was the little gay black kid bullied and picked on finding a way finding an access point to be like how do I. Combat this. Okay, I got to be cool and creative, so I would lead. So I'll be I'll be the person directing the fashion shows, the talent shows, right? (laughs) Just so I can figure out how to how to fit in in some way and survive and and survive and and then that led to poetry, led to music, led to photography. It, It it was everything.
0: So you and I met through poetry. Yes, we Um, did. The dawn of the 21st century. (laughs) Many, many, (laughs) many years ago. um, Was I in law school when we met just out of law school you you were in law school when we met okay so like 2000 2001 wait, met GMH, GMHC? i want to say yes i'm trying to remember why that would be but i cannot because it's been so long it was long.
1: gmhc it was the G- giovanni's room they had like they had like a poetry event that happened like weekly or something but i also want to say that i'm yeah i met you there is okay was there something else no uh, the, the I am thinking like the the, the New Eureka, but I believe I met you there and then we and then we went. Then oh. I saw you at the New Eureka. But I don't think I met you at the New Eureka first that's really
0: amazing that you but yeah let's talk about like spoken word poetry in new york city in the early 2000s (laughs) where we both right because i came to nyu from tennessee like sort of discovered poetry and performing poetry in college um and so would go to different places where that was a thing i could do giovanni's Mm -hmm. room was one of those spaces i would probably slammed at the New York a few times. So it's sort of like a poetry open mic competition thing at this world famous theater known for creating amazing artists, amazing like a huge artists. legacy. It's like, poetry church like it's like sacred ground mm-hmm. and so like we you and I both I guess came up through like the slam world came up through the
1: slam slam world yep you I are was in- far
0: more in it than myself I was the reluctant poet because I was like I do not like the stress of this nonsense but like I think it's hard for people today in this like little Nas X world yep. to imagine how hostile a poetry world could be to queer Black people. (laughs) And... 2001 and two. like it's, I don't think people can like, and I mean like not, and don't let me put words, this is, was my experience, to let me know if you experienced the same. It wasn't like I'm afraid these people aren't going to like my poem and that's going to hurt my feelings. It was if I do this poem about my sexuality, I'm not
1: super sure I'm going to make it home safe. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> right? Yes. And I think at that point in my life, I was like just upset with having to deal with all of that yeah so it you made... went
0: first in my world you went first I was like oh if he's because I was just doing like pro-black shit that's like I was just doing pro-black political poems and then mm-hmm. like you and Stacey and Chen were it I was like oh well okay
1: I am guess I'm gonna talk about all of it because you went first for it me didn't... thank you it didn't start like that for me but it I was so upset I was so, when I started doing poetry, I did similar to yours, but I would do, like, I was doing abstract poems and I was like, who is this person I'm trying to be to, to please who these people I'm trying to please? I know these people. And that, Annoyed me to to hell, and I was in, I was part of like a poetry group, um in new in New Jersey. It was in New Jersey. We, we we would travel to New York City every time, every every now and again. And I wrote this poem called "This is This Could Be the One to Take My Life." I believe it's called. It is, this that the, is what it's called. This, this, I still remember it. <laughs> this is be the one to take my life. And I remember the first time I performed it. It was in Euphoria Cafe, downtown Newark. I went to the mic, closed my eyes the entire time. P.S. Because I was that freaking scared and just let it out like y'all can be here trying to kill me <laughs> my father could be like it was like all this all the things i had to say that needed to be said and the place was like pin drop like quiet because quiet. Like, that was like
0: reality in early 2000s like men of color who were gay in this city were being killed by their fathers were being killed by strangers were getting harassed the, the blackout you and I were together the great New York yes. City blackout and we got like <laughs> harassed in the west village um, got called faggot just like we're like we are in the village <laughs> we were getting um, that was like a hostile time and so even in an art arena which was like very like hip hop adjacent in 2000 hip hop adjacent yep people were like if I won a slam, there were people who were like, I can't believe that faggot shit won. And would like say that to my face. I was told I wasn't New York enough the first time I, I won a slam. Whatever that
1: even means. Whatever that even means, given the, given the people who started the New and Hello.
0: Right, right. And it's not like you know. Also at that time in New York City, in the in the like circles that we grew up in, like it's not like I didn't understand that there was a legacy of queer art that I was in. It, you know what I mean? Like you know, we were people were like introduced. Like I didn't know about any of the like James Ball, any of that growing up. But like in New York City, I was being introduced to that. But for some reason, in this particular art scene, it was like not the thing to be for a
1: really long time. No, and I think for for me be, at that time, because because of what I, because of the, the the conversation I was bringing to that arena, I was it was I was I was I was I could say I was hard, but like hard in a way where that I had, I had to be like if you're gonna <laughs> don't fuck with me <laughs> you don't know my, I was like don't I fuck with of me I heard you as a battle
0: poet that is how you were described
1: to me as a battle Seriously, poet and I was like that's, oh <laughs> oh be, because it was it, I felt like you know I felt like I felt like the, the black person in the white school <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how it sort of <laughs> Yep, manage myself yep. Yes. All, mm-hmm. you, like. Yes. in some ways you had to become the mean girl to
0: like exist in the space
1: because otherwise otherwise it, it, it wouldn't have been respect and and I and I, I, got respect from yes. the clinic community I, I'm, yes. I'm grateful and I got and I know some really great friends from it but yeah that's that was my experience back then it was great and so then you transitioned from spoken word into music into music yes tell um, me how and why well you know what if and you were there oh my gosh but you you were there at, at my my one my one purse baron unplugged and there was like music was always been a part of me right and so even in my first my first play, my first one one want to play, there was music there. Uh, I was performing live to some music stuff. And then like in my first recording thing with Trouble Man, there was music there. So it was always a part of me. And at, at the time I decided to make the shift spoken word, the stuff I was talking about in spoken word was starting to make me depressed um, because I I don't know like how many what? times like, like what stuff were well, you talking about. Well, I was talking about the life of like a gay boy, male prostitute, or whether or his life and then his death, right? I was always so the stuff I was talking about like combating other men and 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 showing like if you come for me, we're gonna it's, it's going to be a brawl. It was like like, like it was, I, was, I felt very. Uh, angry and offensive and right like all on the offense it was just like i it took a lot yeah i think we've never talked about
0: this but i think we were both going through that at the same time because we had i mean similar experiences and like no one was talking about those things and so like i i too was like dealing a lot with like homophobia and sex assault and like stuff like that in my work and i was like Enough, and then people just wanted that all the time, and I was like, "That's not."
1: It was the w- number one thing to request, and then, and then, like, I don't want to be pigeonholed in some way. Like, I don't want to keep saying that 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 stuff over and over again because it one is this, it, it's a reality to, for people. It's a reality. it's it's a it's a imagined in my head, but it's a reality for some people. And I don't wanna just keep having that be who I am and i I felt like I was so much more. So that's so I moved into music. I I was I was a child, I'm a child of hip hop, so I was like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm also <laughs> like I like other, sh- other music. So like let's see what this does. And, and how old and, and were so- you when you made your first album? Girl, know. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, do know it, Right I know it was 2000 And Well the, the first Project was um, Trouble Man I think was 2004 mm-hmm. And then 2008 Is when Um Celebrity came out. In those are two very different projects, right? Like very different projects. Like
0: I feel like you leave poetry more and more as like you as each album happens. Or like spoken word, I guess is what
1: I mean. Yes. And and, and, and tooth and celebrity, um the, the, the title was a joke, mm-hmm. right? And a choke and like a like a not prophecy, but something like me calling myself forward because I'm cause I'm pretty shy. Um, so it was me calling myself forward in <laughs> that face. I am. Okay. <laughs> and so it's okay. like calling me to like shy? the spotlight. Enough. You're sticking to shy. I'm sticking to introverted. Okay, that I will give you. It's like, t- you're stick- shy like I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> introverted
0: yeah I'm not shy I just I fuck with you or I don't or like I'm into the moment or I'm not it's not like it's a judgment call
1: (laughs) I remember no actually no something that you said to me or Mm -hmm. around me that calls me forward every time I I get into those moments because it was me and you and Leslie Butterfly Soul Teller which is another friend of ours who also was in that time during um, doing the poetry and we, we we were performing somewhere and I performed Formed and I was like ready to go, and mm-hmm. you said, "Why is Baron always ready to go?" For- <laughs> <laughs> You're like I and- performed, Good <laughs> <laughs> right? And um, it has called me forward in so many occasions. I'm telling you right now. But then, celebrity was like, "Let me just—if I had a magic wand, what do I want?" To- my sound or what do I know sound like and so I, I just had fun yeah it was such a uh so different from anything you had done like
0: nothing that any or for myself nothing that I had seen you do would have prepared me for that um so how what gave you the confidence to sort of like jump into with like no evidence a full-on sort of like hybrid hip-hop glamour album I don't even know how to describe it but it's like so thoroughly you but like nothing that you'd ever done before,
1: right? There was some artists who, at the time, who I was loving. One way I think was I think was Santa Gold, who was also doing something out of the box. Um, there's a group called Goldfrapp, was my favorite group on the planet, also doing something out of the box. And so I've said, um, let me lean on my influences, and, I was, and like I said, I'm a child of hip hop, so I've also had, like deep hip hop influences, and I said. You know what? If I'm going to go this route, let me go there. I might not get a chance to do anything else. Right? I might not get a chance to do anything else. And now I have this time, I have this, <laughs> this money, and is and, and this experience. Let me just go ahead and and it was fun and challenging and glad I did. I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? This, like, I'm glad I sort of like I, I produced, but there's mm-hmm. some part of the production. I'm like, I don't want this to to wait to look over. A hundred kick snares to find the right one. I don't want to do that anymore. Right? You're like, this is the benefit of collaboration. This could be someone else's
0: lane. (laughs) Exactly. That's true. Let me write. So then you you transition from like artist or like you expand. I don't want to say transition because I still you still create, right? Mm -hmm. But then you expand from like being solely an artist to being this coach, support. You know creative support, Mm -hmm. what made you, when did you even start to get that idea that that was something you wanted to include in your life? Cause like your creative life looked pretty fulfilling from like the, like it was pretty, like you were doing photography, your style, your like so much of that was going on. Like what made you want to add another
1: layer right yeah i think and i mentioned before like with working with momentum education there's a couple of things I, I think the idea of what do i get to create in other people's spaces if it's not if it's not about me right if it's not about me how can i support other people in their stuff oh right? so like a so,
0: of contribution not just right because there's a the way that creativity is like all about me
1: whereas this Right, it's all about me and, and how and that's my contribution. What, I, what what works through me is my contribution. But was, this was like, well, if it's not if it's not about me, <laughs> how can I support or bring it out in someone else? Right, and and that and that became quite fascinating, mm-hmm. to be honest. It became quite quite fascinating, and it, and then it, like instead of instead of one on one one-to-one how about one-to-many right mm-hmm. how, how can I how can I work how can I work in the dynamics of teams and support it's for a team of people with different ideas but, but, but also have like a single vision right and so I didn't see it as like a step away from creativity I felt like it, like you said like like an expansion like there was, there, was, there was another stage being played I mean I may have been supportive in it I may have been uh, like helpful in it but it wasn't my stage mm-hmm. I, and I found that found that sort of intriguing. I still find it intriguing.
0: What's been the most
1: rewarding part of the work that you do now? I don't know. The most re- the re- the rewarding part is is watching the transformation in the people I work through. I, I was just having a, a sort of a, a talk with like a client around around the process, and 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 uh, the client was like, "Well." What has transpired, right? And, and we sort of, we sort of like looked at it from here's what you declare like the first time we were together. Here are, and here's the actual behavior shifts that happened. Because <laughs> here's the actual tangible things that you've gotten done. Here's like and, and just to because sometimes it, you, you don't recognize it in yourself, and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I think that's rewarding what's
0: been the most challenging for you? And let me say why I asked that. Let me say why I asked that. Because, and maybe, you know, I'm just telling you, knowing you, like, I don't think you will like, I don't think entrepreneurship was necessarily, like, something that five years ago or like whatever. I don't think entrepreneurship was like always on your vision board. And so I'm wondering like for you, what really, what did you have to like let go of or recreate in yourself that wasn't there
1: to like jump into entrepreneurship? Great question. Great, great question. The hmm, the sort of discipline that it takes in, in, in entrepreneurship has been that that's cha- that challenges Talk the creative about free <laughs> the creative freedom i've worked under i've worked in for so long and that and those two things are the things that sort of that that creates the clash in my life <laughs> right now um be- <laughs> because like If it's If you want me to create Okay I'm going to create it But then like There's a certain level of Not routine But a certain level of Mm -hmm. Rigor Rigor and like Practice That You know I I coach my clients Right So a practice But that it's It does Bump up against Hey Baron Do a new album (laughs) Right Sort of Sort of Or Baron I want to Like Baron doing Like a painting That he like Never like, Like it It bumps up against that part of myself and that's mm-hmm. been like the out of everything that's difficult that's been like the most difficult because it sort of delays <laughs> processes
0: to happen do you feel like you've had to like put your own art on the side to like make
1: this happen good question i feel in some way no do i feel like that there's some so jealousy there's sometimes there's jealousy or when i see people creating stuff now like i wish i could i wish i can um create like I, i'm sometimes jealous of you when i you know, every time you come up with a new book and i love the <laughs> light like, but like it, it, you're still like developing creating new material and i was oh great because i was watching bel-air last night and um uh Viv had a line for me that saved my life she says she said something to, to the effect is um just because you don't Produced doesn't mean you stop being an artist or, or there's been some times since your productions you don't stop being an artist and sometimes it feels like i feel like i'm not being an artist because i haven't Produce something For conception Now I do th- I do Do stuff From now and again But it isn't like A new album It isn't like A new spread It's like It's it, it, it's In spurts That I wish it would be my- yeah. yeah
0: You know it's so funny That you say that Cause like I feel like I am Comparatively pro- prolific Like I write and And publish a lot And after this last Trilogy project I was like I can't w- I've really gotten into the habit of like just making imperfect stuff that I I don't care if people like or not. And now that is my favorite thing. Like the book is out, but like stuff that I just throw up on Instagram that like I don't even spell check, that is like, if I could just do readings of that stuff, I'd be so happy. Like I'm so old, like by the time the book came out, I was like, oh, you're all welcome. I don't know that you're ever getting another one of these. (laughs) <laughs> um, there's something I to be it. I just don't know that you are I'm never doing this again But I sort of look to you Because I love every time you come out It's like It reminds me of like Remember when You used to get years between albums But every album was like Something um, Like a, the chart of an artist Like those Janet Jackson albums oh, like That Shades. we would wait for You're like This doesn't even look like The Janet Jackson from before Because it's a whole right. different thing The Shades. um, right. You're like that to me Because I feel like Every time you come out It's like You are a new Person with a new perspective and a new, um, a new thing to offer. Here's another question that I have for you as an entrepreneur in life coaching worlds. So, I'd say five years ago, the conventional wisdom of a life coach was like publicly you're apolitical. Like you're not putting your politics on social media in like 2017, 2016, cause God knows who's gonna be in the room. Um, but now I feel like people are like, I wanna know the, con- the the politics of the business, the politics of the person behind, what you stand for. How has that changed how you engage politics both as like an entrepreneur personally in the public space, as an artist even?
1: You know what, I love it. Only only because if if i if i'm not like if i'm not being free in who i and who i fully am then it would for me it feels not hypocritical but it feels false to like be coaching around authenticity be coaching around being honest and and honest in what you want and then here i am and, and, it, and it's it's not the not, not the same for myself and so i've i've made a especially within the last couple of years i've made it an a point to be as authentic and as vocal <laughs> as I can be about what I what I like and what I believe in. Um, just for my like, I, um, my resume when I do hand it out has my photograph on it. Something I would have never done before. But I, but I say, if it's someone, if, if you're going to hire me, you're going to know who you're hiring. Right, so I th- love it's, that. It's, um,
0: so I guess my next question is sort of what is to the extent that you can talk about it because you are uh, pretty secretive when it comes to future projects. I feel like, um, but like what's next? So. What's ne- You're like a Beyonce when it comes to future projects. I I, I am similar. Um,
1: what's next for you? Well, for, for I like for Baron Art, um, what's next is is uh, creating. There's two things. One is creating two um, distinct sort of coaching programs. And, and, and I, I released them this month, but it's really about one is like a group coaching program and one's like one on one. And I think there's benefits to both. And in, in the group, you get like you get the, the benefit of the collective sort of intelligence from everyone in the group um, and you get like momentum and Compi- not competition, but you get sort of like
0: people. Hold it's you competition, yeah. It's people competition. hold accountable, yeah.
1: It's competition, so
0: maybe it's a, a great motivator. Don't discount vanity. People like to I, <laughs> win and like, look good.
1: Yeah, so it, it, it's that kind of energy, <laughs> me. Right, me, and I'm then people. there's also. And then there's also the one-on-one experiences that's, that's more tailored and focused on you and and, and what you want. And I think those there's benefits to those. And so I've decided to, to do coaching in that particular way. And then there's a program I'm working on because I get I actually get this a lot, which is weird. I get people ask me how how to put together their own. Retreat their own workshop, their own sort of online course. So I'm creating a course to, to support people in actually getting those things done, like a really like easy—not easy, but like a really in-depth, easy sort of way to sort of get that done. You do everything, Baron, right? Um,
0: so, Baron, what's in your review?
1: What's in my review? Uh, this question. Um, you know what? I was gonna like. This is my boy. So, what's in my rear view is my old relationships. Talk I'm about dating. That. I'm dating now, and I'm, I'm dating someone I like. <laughs> as long as dating someone I like, and what's been coming up against this new relationship is all the old stuff, mm-hmm. and me sort of. Comparing and also being weary, like is this this what I, this what it was? Are, are you are, is this a sign for what it used to be? And, and, I, and I was like, all the mental work that I'm doing to to make sure that what's new is and what's what was old is is tiresome. Mm-hmm. And so That's I've beautiful. decided i decided to like let that shit let go. Let that shit go, right? Let that shit go, and this and. Be in this new space, fully into this new space. I love that. So I'm letting go of all that drama. And you know what? Not the drama, but all that other stuff. Yeah because that's like the surest way to get today to look like yesterday right is to keep
0: comparing it that's like a recipe for what has what you've already eaten and didn't like (laughs) right right so thank you Baron for doing this thank you for being here thank you I appreciate you this was fun see not so bad this was fun thank you so much so thank you all for listening Uh, I think Ming, the producingest producer in all the land and our quest on family tune in next time And thank all of you out there for listening to this episode of Objects in This Review. I am Travis Montez reminding you that the only reason to take a look back is to see how far you've come. See you next time.